Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, Buck fans? It's Monday and it's just another day to talk some off-season Buck football. I am Mark Ramirez, joined as always by Michael Pless, and we're here to talk what we love, our passion, Buccaneer football. If you're new to the chat and you haven't understood who the heck we are, we are Real Bucks Talk. Like, subscribe, comment, do all that good stuff for us. If you want questions answered, put it down in the comment down below. Other than that, it's Bucks offseason. There has been many news, much news, but there has been since our last live stream. Um, I guess let's go with the first topic. The practices. Everyone's all upset mm-hmm. that we're practicing. There's COVID nineteen, ooh, yeah, uh, or the pandemic. So, how? What do you feel about this? I mean, yes, it's a big deal. There's people dying from this. People are mm-hmm. passing it around. It's more twenties and thirties. These are the football players are practicing. So, what do you feel about this? Yeah, I mean, they're they're getting their work in. So, I mean, they they got to do what they got to do. Uh, you know, as long as they're being safe and they're you know they're being um, diligent and how they go about it. I have no issue with it. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's good, uh, being back here on, on the live stream, uh, missed it last week, but, uh, yeah, excited to talk some books football, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I have no issue with, uh, you know, Tom Brady, you know, getting his guys together. I mean, they need the work and if they can do it in a, you know, safe fashion, then why not? Exactly. I mean, to me, it's, you said safety first. I mean, mm-hmm it's not like they're offensive linemen going against defensive linemen and they're kind of pushing each other like that. The only thing you're going to say is, okay, they're touching footballs. I guess. Uh, I mean, to me, it's, it's not that pressing of an issue. I would say more these people going to bars is the big issue. These people just congregating at the beach. Mm-hmm. Fourth of July, I guarantee it was way worse. So I think it's just the sports – talk there isn't much about it right now and people are thinking oh why is brady doing that russell wilson did the same thing he's not getting that much trash talk maybe it's just our local media but it's also over espn as well so i mean if i heard skip bayless talking about it or skip stephen a smith and who's the other guy uh yeah like shannon sharp no the guy with the the goatee he's always being over dramatic (laughs) I uh, can't think of his name. I don't. I don't. I don't pay attention to those guys but, anymore. But yeah. I mean, and they're so adamant, and they bring like politics into it too. I'm like, what? Right. They're throwing a football around. Like if yeah. they're. Oh, you're talking about Max Kellerman? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's an he's an idiot. I'll say it. I'll say it out loud. <laughs> but I mean, I don't stick know. to boxing. Right. I mean, he just gets so adamant about it. And I love when Stephen A. Smith gets back at him with it. But mm-hmm. I mean. They're washing the football, too, in between each throws. I saw them with their towel washing the football. I mean, the biggest concern, I would say, is uh, Jensen. Make sure to wipe a couple more extra times. I mean, other than that, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, they got to get the reps in. They, they're they're being scrubbed of time to practice with each other, especially Tom Brady. So I think it's something that Tom knows he has to get done. And, I mean, people just need to calm down about it. But I'll see what's going on in the chat. Mr. Buck Nation. Mr. Buck Nation is in the chat. Let's go, boys. Hey, welcome, James. Heck yeah, James. Uh, Raymond, Raymond's in the chat. I mean, they are adults, so yeah, let them make their own decision. Gosh. But right. glad you all agree. Um, let's keep going on. So the next other big news was Mr. Antonio Brown. News about him coming to the Bucks. Uh, I forgot who broke it. But he was adamant. He's like, "Oh, there could be rumors about him going there." I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. First of all, with me, money wise, it ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Second of all, a lot of people were saying it's a cancer to the team. I agree. We're loaded already. There's only so many hands to get the ball. I mean, that pretty much sums it all. But you also said to me right before the live stream that it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, they're just not interested, and you know, Bruce Arians doesn't want that in the locker room i think they have a locker room that's unified and, and bonded so i just i don't see that as a reality going forward and plus antonio brown he's 
he's just not right in the in the head right now, you know, mindset wise, and I don't think you can trust him. So I wouldn't see that as being a potential option down the road. I mean, and then people say how Tom Brady's friends with him and he's going to help him out. I think Tom Brady's overall mentality is I just want to win. Yeah. And with the guys he has right now already in place, he doesn't really need to bring anyone else into it. These guys are already plenty loaded on offense. I think it's just more gelling with what we have. Obviously, right. we'd put up huge numbers with someone that gives the ball away at a, an alarming rate. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I honestly think, don't bring it over here. I put it out there on a tweet saying, how would y'all feel? Some people were all about it. Some people said, hell no. <laughs> I'd be more, if it happened, it happened. I, I honestly wouldn't want it to happen though. No, I agree with you. I I just, uh, I don't see it as a fit. And I, I think they like, you know, Tyler Johnson. They like Scotty Miller. They want those guys to be, you know, the secondary options behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And then you have your, you know, your tight ends as well. So yeah, I just don't see it being realistic and I don't think they want to step over anybody's toes and then also the money situation they have to create some cap here you know they still have to sign the rookies so there's a lot of things that have to take place speaking of salary cap and signing people Raymond if you have some points about that drop them in the chat I know you're Mr. Salary (laughs) Cap over here you're our salary cap head but um, he also had another question he said no way no how no need worthless quitter (laughs) Yeah. Now, if they got Josh Gordon, I'm for that. Right. I mean, Josh Gordon's been so up and down. I mean, I I think he'd have a bad taste in his mouth as well with Brady. I mean, he can't stay on the team because he's mm. too busy doing other things. I think everyone knows what the other things is. But, I mean, I think right now our, our roster is pretty well off in every category. It just needs more experience. Mm-hmm. Right? But, uh. Let's go on to possibly the biggest news of like the week, of the past two weeks. And it's not even a Bucks football related thing, it's a division related thing. And it is Cam Newton. Slam Newton is now a New England Patriot. And there was that little full circle image. I want to try and find that while you're talking about it. Okay. Now, we got Brady. I think yeah. with the Saints, Panthers. It was right. all the way around. It was like Brady. Yeah. Saints got Winston Sam. and then <laughs> Panthers got uh, Teddy Bridgewater and now, you know, Cam Newton going to the Patriots. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's a good, you know, that's a good move for him. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, the creativity of the Patriots offense and Josh McDaniels, I think that would definitely, you know, give them some, you know, added juice to that offense of, because of Cam Newton's abilities. Um, I just hope they can protect him, you know, because he's going to an offensive line that just wasn't good uh, last season. Um, and it's good competition for, you know, Jared Stidham, who might be ready or might not. So it's good to have, um, you know, Cam Newton there and see see what it can, you know, turn out to be. This isn't really it, but it had a right. better circle. Either way, look at yeah, this, good. this division just rolling over quarterbacks, right? Right, yeah. I mean, God, that looks good. Mm-hmm. Let's hope we can see him this year in that uniform. I mean, either way, I think the Patriots made a smart move. Jared Stidham isn't, let's just be honest. I mean, is he ready for the the spotlight? We don't know. No one knows. Mm-hmm. But if Cam Newton's sitting there openly available, I don't see why the heck not. Someone that's tested, who knows how to win in big games, who's gotten all the way to the big game. Mm-hmm. So a guy... There's no spotlight too big, so, and if he can sit there and just listen to what Josh McDaniels has to say, like you were kind of mentioning, I mean, this is actually going to be pretty good for New England. Do I think they're going to be great? I don't. Again, he doesn't have weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it's pretty much the same situation that he was in Carolina, and now he's going to probably a lesser talented, you know, offensive skill position uh, lineup in New England. You know, because at least Carolina had McCaffrey, and they had you know DJ Moore, who's who are decent players. Um, he also had Greg Olson, who was, you know, his big uh, go-to guy. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But it, it's funny, you know, to see how the, you know, the quarterback carousel, you know, worked its way around the division. So that's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, there's the offseason so fun and exciting, but if there's no season, it's, uh, it's a bite in the ass, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, let's let's go on to another Bucks news. Shaq Barrett saying that he will sign his contract or su- sign. You say it better. <laughs> yeah, sign his franchise tender, which is uh, which is great news, and I, I figured he would. I mean, that's a lot of money uh, to pass up, and I don't think he is going to do that. You know, obviously they want the long term deal, and I think eventually that will take place. But right now, I mean, I think you know just signing the tender is really smart by Shaq and his uh, representatives. So really good um, to hear that, and I I know he wants to be here, you know, because he had his best season here. So why not, you know, why not stay? So. Um, yeah, really excited to see what he does in year two. I think he can take it up to another level. I don't think it'll be as many sacks as he had last year, but I think overall his play is going to be even better, which is really exciting. To me, I'm still going to say talk is cheap until it actually happens. Right, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, you want to see that dotted line right? signed. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing with Tom Brady. I When we got all those tweets and everything saying, oh, it's official, mm-hmm. Adam Schefter made it official, I'm like, it's a buck's life guys i mean yeah until i actually see it done or i see the triple zero on the clock and we won a game it's not official until it's official so right and that's just the way gosh a buck's life is pretty much mm-hmm. uh let's see what's going on in the chat so raymond had some more comments let's get it he <laughs> said raymond said okay bucks have 5.1 million in cap space they need 5.14 for the rookies due to only the top 51 contracts counting as they sign rookies, some players will fall off the top 51. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that's good. Right. She says, the result is the rookies will cost $3.1 million in space. I don't know how the hell he knows all this. <laughs> Capture is leaving them with $2 million. Not enough for the season, but not dire either. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to have to find a way to, whether it be contract restructure or, you know, maybe your release of, of somebody, um, you know, they're going to have to create some more cap space. Personally, I feel like, you know, Ryan Griffin might be that odd man out, you know, especially with uh, the lack of, you know, preseason and, and training camp that we're going to see. So yeah, I think that would be an ideal candidate to, you know, create some more space. All right, so Bad Karma had some good questions here on, on the comment section. So he said... Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to the group, Bad Karma. I haven't seen you in there. So, welcome to RBT. He said, what are your thoughts on the GOAT and Gronk becoming Buccaneers? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it's something that we just, we didn't imagine would take place. And for it to come together so quickly, and now you have, you know, probably one of the best tandems probably over the last decade, you know, in, in Brady and, and Gronkowski. I mean, it's and now you're adding that to, uh, you know, a Mike Evans and a Chris Godwin, something that, you know, Tom Brady just hasn't had in his career outside of, you know, that one season with Randy Moss. But, yeah, it's it's very exciting. I just hope we can, you know, really enjoy it this year and, and see him, you know, in 16 games uh, for the season. And it, it comes with winning as well. And, uh, you know, it will be a fun ride. Yeah, let me show this graphic really quick. So the last time he had weapons along that same line, he threw 50 touchdowns. Right. That was the Randy Moss, Wes Welker year. Mm-hmm. 4,800 yards, 50 touchdowns. That's insane. That's when we had uh, Trevor Sycamore on. He's like, last time he had these weapons, he threw crazy. I was like, yeah, let's bring it up exactly. Almost <laughs> 70% completion percentage. Right. Almost 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and only eight interceptions. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Right. I mean, that, this dude... With the weapons, he has more. I feel, I feel like it's more. I, I know Randy Moss pretty much can sum up maybe two of our players because mm-hmm. he was that damn good. I mean, Mike Evans is good, but Randy Moss, whole other level. Right. I, yes, we've been drooling. I said it in the, in the comment section. I'm like, we've been drooling over this because you have the best decision maker in the game that's proven yeah. it time and time again. Everyone hates him because he does so well. He does so good all the time. They call him Mr. King of Dink and Dunk or whatever the heck. <laughs> because why the hell push it when you can you're giving me it that it's that simple he's making yeah. the game simple and he's right. taking advantage of the morons that try and make it harder yeah yeah exactly i mean the x factor to our offense is is really the running backs you know who who steps up in that room yeah. and you know obviously it looks like rojo is going to be that guy he's been working a lot with you know brady in these practices as well as dare it looks like dare has that edge as, yeah. as far as being the third down guy so that that's really the x factor and see how they utilize them and 
you know, you know, Brady's going to find them. You know, he's going to find guys that are open. He's going to find consistent um, players that he can count on. You know, for sure. So it, it's just going to be really exciting to see, and and hopefully um, it all comes together very quickly. And I think uh, once that does happen, uh, I mean, sky's the limit for sure. Yeah, let's get a couple more of the offense questions first, because B Loggins, I got your exact question in there. Don't worry, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get right back to it. Um, he said, William, someone, he just spelled it backwards. I remember, I remember you in the chat, you messed with me last time. He said, hey, guys, who do you think Brady's favorite target will be? Uh, man, yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, right now, I think you have to go off of, you know, Gronkowski. I think he's got the edge in that department. You think um, so? Really? Yeah, I mean, right now, I think he, he'll be his, his you know, because he, I mean, he trusts Safety him. Safety right? blanket, I think. Yeah, I mean, as far as. Do you think it'll be Godwin or Evans? Well, again, you know, Brady doesn't really play favorites. I mean, he goes yeah. to the open guy. So, I mean, who's ever open, that's going to be his man. Um, you know, obviously, I think Mike Evans will, you know, prosper. He's going to have the edge regardless because of what he's able to do. And now having a different style of quarterback that throws with timing and accuracy, I think it's going to be a little bit different and um, how they're, everyone's utilized. So, you know, we've seen what these guys can do with Jameis Winston, but now it's going to be different in how they're used with a Tom Brady because he's just a different style of quarterback, you know? So it'll be very interesting to see how it all plays out. But I think Gronk right now is, is probably the, you know, the one he trusts the most right now. Did you say like Braden Travis said, his go-to guy? Right. I can see that. Like if it's a crucial third down, you know, he said come in the clutch. Yeah. It's like a crucial yeah. third down conversion. You need it. Go to to Gronk. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Plus, how much of a mismatch he is. And I just saw a clip of him on YouTube. Him versus Cam Chancellor. Like they were showing like one on one matchups. Right. Those two were dogs. I mean, mm-hmm. now we got that. So it's going to be special. But I mean, overall, I think looking back at it, I mean, you always get pissed off as a fantasy football player or or team member because you'd be like, oh, this guy's going to load it up. He's on the Patriots. And then every week it was, oh, he has one great week and then three weeks in a row of crap. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like you said, Brady spreads it around so much, it's going after mismatches, going towards the side where he knows it's they're weaker. So he, he is what he's going to do. He's going to take advantage of what you're giving him. And, hell, if that's Godwin in the slot, just keep putting him down into space. That's what I would think. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, like Mike Evans would be over the top and and Gronk and OJ will be – easy touchdown makers right but hmm. hey let's again let's have a season <laughs> yeah. well let's go back up to b loggins he said 12 to 17 sack range for Shaq this year is his guess and then he also hmm. added it with do you guys think both jpp and Shaq will get double digit sacks yeah i think that's a good range for you know Shaq barrett i think uh he's definitely capable of, of doing something like that uh, I think it will be more balanced out, you know, just because of JPP being in there. Again, it, it, it's kind of pick your poison, um, you know, as far as who you want to double and, and how they want to attack. You know, obviously they were doubling JPP more once he got in there in the second half of the season, as we showed in our film study. You know, be sure to check that out. Jason Pierre-Paul's uh, film study, really good stuff. So, you know, I think it'll be a balance. And I think definitely they'll both get over 10 sacks. You know, it might be 10 to 12, but they're both going to be, you know, dominating in that fashion. That was a little piece of news we didn't go over. So JVP had a minor knee surgery. I like how they say minor. To me, any surgery is big. Yeah. But I think it's more comparable to how Levante David had that surgery, like, preseason right. game one last year. Right, and the meniscus. Still, right. Yep. I, didn't really, I didn't really read up what exact surgery it was, but if it's minor, it's probably something like that. A meniscus mm-hmm. issue, a scope. So yeah. hopefully it's a quick fix. And he was joking. He's like, if I'm going to beat the sack record, I got to get my knee fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that's the God honest truth. But <laughs> mm-hmm. but I honestly think, I think JPP no doubt gets over 10 sacks. Yeah. I think bare minimum 12. And Shaq, I would think because he's going to get more attention, will get, he may get less than, than JPP. Honestly, right. even right. though he has some disgusting moves, I think he's just going to garner so much more attention. Mm-hmm. And with that, guys in the middle are going to eat more. You're going to see Vita Vea maybe get more than just one or two sacks. Right. Yeah, Hopefully you see a five outbreak from Vita Vea, which would be disgusting. Because if you can do anything else, holy hell. 
Mm-hmm. And Sue, you never know, he only had like one sack last season. So, right. I mean, I think these guys could really cause havoc. I mean, and then I'm I'm wanting to do a film study on Cousin uh, Cousin Daniels and this Quentin Bell guy we we picked up from the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Those two were physical freaks. I mean, we haven't heard anything from them besides their potential and what they could do. They're both fast, both long, lanky dudes that can rush off the edge. What if they become another sack person that kind of adds up to what Carl Nassib lost, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a cool little study. I want to kind of tidbit, throw it out to you guys. Whoever's in the live chat always gets our most information first. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, we got some people saying thanks for the great videos. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we we try and deliver, let's put it that way. It's, this is all like fun stuff we see. We're just trying to bring it to you. That's pretty much all it is. Passionate fans, I want. And this is the season to get passionate, okay, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bad Karma had another question. How do you feel that fans? How do you feel that the fans will feel this season because of COVID? Uh, it, it's going to be tough. I mean, just you know, I know they're thinking about. I think I saw they're considering, you know, us signing a waiver, you know, to go to games, you know, so they're not liable, uh, stuff like that. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure fans will do that. I mean, they're already, you know, gathering at, you know, like you said, beaches and and bars and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be tough, you know, depending on how they proceed with it. I mean, it's going to be tough regardless because it's going to be different, you know. And they're going to be, um, they're going to try to make it work logistically, and uh, it's going to be a different experience if they do have fans at the game. But personally, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the in the frame of mind. If they can just play, I'm happy with that. I'll watch it at home happily. You know, get those TV ratings up and be fine with that. Yeah, I, I'll I pleasantly. Hell, let's. Never mind. I can't even say that. I would say let's meet at a bar, but that just goes against totally everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll sit and we'll Zoom yeah. chat. We'll live stream this thing and just. Yeah, yeah. We'll Zoom chat. Shoot exactly. Crap. I guess. <laughs> yep. Uh, but Rick H said Evans and Moss. Are the only two wide receivers in NFL history to start their career with six straight thousand yard seasons? Mm-hmm. Very I, good. I looked that up. Evans had a thousand and one yard one season. I think it was like right. two seasons ago. It was hilarious to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's keep going down the line. Raymond had another comment. He says, "Don't worry about the O line. Pats had 18 sacks credited to the O line. The Bucks had 20. Brady got mm-hmm. sacked 27 times. Winston 47. Mm-hmm. Do you suppose that?" was his indecisiveness and holding the ball. I don't know if that's sarcasm or if he wants us to answer that, but what do you think? Do you think supposedly that's his indecisiveness and holding on? Well, the ball? I mean, it, it, you, you're, you're going to have sacks in this offense. Um, it, it, it's just going to happen because, you know, it's a vertical offense. You know, you're throwing the ball downfield a lot. Um, but at the same time, it's up to your quarterback to, you know, make sure he is getting rid of the ball and throwing with timing and, understand that there are other options besides you know going to that first read so yeah i mean that definitely plays a part in into it um but i mean our offensive line can definitely be better that's that's no doubt but uh i think the patriots was not very good last year in, in both categories whether it be the run or the pass blocking they're very similar uh, to us yeah and, and i think you know and the 27 sacks by brady i think that alludes to how good brady is of getting rid of the ball quickly. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. We're going to find out here, hopefully, this season and, and see how it plays out. Actually, guys, funny that Raymond asked that because I sent this on Twitter earlier today. I was just doing some, as usual, film breakdown. Mm-hmm. So, I saw this play. This is against the Cardinals. I'm sorry it's just bad uh, like quality, but let's check this out. So, this is going to be a play action, and they're going to bring in a safety to blitz. So if you watch it slow, so break it down. Guy's going in motion. The blitz is coming. He's going to get sacked here. But let's watch it again. I mean, look how much time he has to set here. Looks one, looks two, and he doesn't get rid of it. Look at the middle of the field where Chris Godwin goes against one man. And look at space. Just throw it to space. I mean, mm-hmm. stuff like this, yeah, indecisiveness, holding the ball. I think he's just looking for the deep shot to Mike right. Evans. But the safety's... Yeah drifting back why are you always looking deep shot when you have an underneath going across out route wide open into space i mean stuff like that would be things where i'd get upset i'm like just throw the ball 
Just get rid of it. Get five mm-hmm. to ten yards. That would have been a first down. If he catches right. that, he can probably break a tackle and get a touchdown. Get the ball into the hands of your playmakers. Stop trying to make the play yourself. Because you, he can't run 100 yards. He can't throw the ball 100 yards. Get it to someone that can do that for you. Yep. And that, that's my biggest thing with, with Jameis for the longest time. But mm-hmm. now we have Tom Brady. Let's see if he can actually make these decisions faster, like you were saying, indecisiveness, holding on the ball. Hopefully he gets it out faster. The dink and dunk. Right. But, yeah, and, yeah, and we also had a question uh, from my friend Jaden. Uh, he says, what are your thoughts on linebacker Levante David? I'll let you touch on that. Oh. You know, We did a film study on him as well. Yeah, if you want, yeah, check out the film study. That's where you're going to get all the, the best plays he, he did. We went over all that. Mm-hmm. But the dude's been performing ever since he set foot on a Buccaneer, in a Buccaneer uniform on a Buccaneer field in the NFL. I mean, yeah, he's done nothing but produce. Every right. year. I mean, yes, with Greg Schiano, he was outstanding getting sacks, getting interceptions, getting everything. He still does it every year after year. He got better as the year went on in those zone coverages. If you watch our, our videos, he's covering three guys in one time in his zone, and he almost mm-hmm. picks it off. I mean, he, he had multiple picks last year. Tips, pass rushes, I mean, hustle. Anything you want in a linebacker, Levante David has it. If he's not yeah. top three, I don't know what linebacker is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, he's yeah, just I been agree. overshadowed by our losing. That's mm. the only thing that's been holding him back. And yes, a lot of these, Peter Schrager on NFL Network was saying, yeah, he's finally going to get his attention because he deserves it. And because mm. hopefully we're a winner. So people will be like, holy crap, this Levante David's not bad. Like, yeah. how, why haven't we been talking about him? Because we've been a perennial loser. Yeah, exactly. How many guys yeah. in Browns do you know? Yeah, Jaden, thanks for the question, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Levante David is just, I mean, he's a superstar. He's probably been our best player over this last decade. He's been, you know, just outstanding and, and a, really a class act. Um, he's gotten better, I think, in my opinion, every year. Uh, I thought last year was probably one of his best years um, personally. So I think this season he's going to be, I mean, lights out because he knows the defense and they're going to use him in different ways to, you know, let him make even more plays. So very excited for what he's got in store. Actually, Jaden had another good question on the defense. He said, what are your feelings on, on Indomitian Sue? Yeah. And Dominican Sue, again, another one, uh, we, you know, we have it up on our, our channel, another guy that we've broken down and he, I don't get where he gets the criticism that he got, but he's, he's really good. Uh, he makes a lot of plays that go unnoticed. So he's a guy that you, you talk about when you're watching off the ball, like, don't pay attention to the football. You know, watch away from the football. And he's a guy that's always making the pretty much the play. Like, he makes the play, but he doesn't get the um, stat for it. He doesn't get the recognition for it. It's someone else that is making the play because of what he did and, and said play. So, really good player. I'm happy that he's back and can't wait to see what he does for Vita Vea and the rest of the defensive line. Yeah, I mean, short answer, I, I think it's Ndamukong Sue fits the defense better than Gerald McCoy would have. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, a, he's a more of a run stuffer. That's what they want in this 3-4 scheme. The, the middle big guys just clog up holes, make it easier for the middle linebackers to blitz the A-gaps. So he fits our role better. He's a better run stopper. So mm-hmm. I think he does his job. I'm not looking for him to be a sack artist or to get 10 sacks like at the beginning of his year or of his career. So I think he just fits the job the best. Um, mm-hmm. Chill Will said, who is the outside who is on the outside at cornerback game one? So outside corners, like one and two, who would you think? Uh outside corners, I I think it has to be Jamel Dean and, and Carlton Davis. I think that's who um is gonna be the guys. Um you know, I think they, they were talking about, you know, Carlton and Sean Murphy Bunting being the the outside corners, but uh, I think once they go into nickel, you're going to have Jamel Dean on the outside, Sean Murphy bunting in, inside the slot. And that's basically what you play you know, most of the game because you're always in nickel. So, yeah, I think Dean Davis and uh, Sean Murphy bunting, those are going to be your, your three guys. So I'll touch on that real quick. But mm-hmm. before I do, guys. Uh, Mad Karma is also one of my friends as well. She's, uh. Uh, <laughs> she's, uh, she's hilarious. Talking about uh, – the dreaded Jay. So I think that's Jameis uh, Winston uh, talking about he's famous. <laughs> he's you know, famous. the one quote, the one quote about uh, 
how he was. He, he thinks, yeah, well, he thinks he, he was the best. You know, he thinks he's the best quarterback of, of Bucks history. <laughs> so I think people are crowning him now. Yeah, exactly. But, guys, if you're still here in the chat, which I see a lot of people are, go ahead and hit the like for us, please. You're already commenting. You're doing great. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do it. With that, let's keep getting to the, to the questions because it's actually kind of loaded over here. Um, so I would add to that, I think Carlton Davis and Dean as well. But mm. I'd say that only because Sean Murphy Bunting can do everything. I feel like he can play outside, inside. They'll play it if there's three wide receivers. Yes, Murphy Bunting goes inside. But if it's just two, I think he's, he's out there. I think he's over Dean in that category. I think people just saw last year Dean's potential. Mm-hmm. But really, again, when you're not looking at the ball, Sean Murphy Bunting did a lot. Like That's going to be one of our film studies this week. Mm-hmm. He did a lot away from the ball. He's very sticky. He doesn't let the guy get away from him a lot. And a cool rerun I'm going to show is, yeah, the Lions game where people are like, oh, he's getting abused. Amendola's doing the same move. Well, guess what? He learned it. He read the same route trees saw the same play formation and he jumped it the second time and got a pick six so he's a smart player very cerebral can do anything play outside play inside there's so much more you have to learn and be aware of when you're in the middle there you have you're running into linebackers you have tight ends coming across when you're outside the sidelines are friend so just Sean Murphy Bunting give him his respect because mm-hmm. I, I feel like people think he's a lesser player and that Dean is just that much better than him I, I think you just got two good ones. I'm not gonna say one's way better, one's way worse. It's just they're they're two very good players. Um, I can't pronounce it. William. Someone. I'm always gonna say it William because I can't pronounce that thing. Uh, I have season <laughs> tickets. I will definitely sign a waiver. I agree. I would too. Um, let's keep going down the line. Oh, mm-hmm. this is a good question. I skipped over a couple, but what do you guys see as MJ Stewart's role? Does he even make the final 53? Oh man, that's a great question because it, it, it's very tough because he's kind of in between. It's like, what kind of position is he going to play? Is he going to be safety? Is he going to be inside, you know, the slot? Um, he can't. I mean, he's shown he's kind of can't play outside because of his, you know, lack of athleticism. Doesn't really have the long speed that you you want in a corner um, on the outside. But you know, as a blitzer and as a guy that can you know play up up close to the line of scrimmage and play inside, I think that's where he fits best. But I don't know if there's going to be a spot for him. It just depends on how good Ryan Smith is going to be. You know, how good is this Parnell Motley kid going to be? You know, the guy that we talked about as well. So it'll be interesting. He's going to have competition. We also have, you know, Mazzy Wilkins from last year as well. You have a couple other guys that I think they're high on um, that we really haven't seen yet. So, I mean, it's just going to, going to see, but it's going to be tough because they're not going to have really a preseason or a training camp. So they're going to have to make decisions, um, based off what they've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, like Dakota Dixon, like they were so yeah. high on him last year, and now coming into this year, are they going to be just as high as him? Just because, what have you done for me lately? Or are they going to remember what he did? Right, right. right. So exactly. guys like that, and then now it's down to two preseason games, right? They'll probably just scrap the whole damn thing, but I don't know. It's, I hope mm. there's at least something, two, at least two, but we, you don't know. I mean, they, at least the Rays... And Marlins were practicing, right? Right. They had yep. some, so there's some sports going on. Uh, here's mm-hmm. a really good point Rick H. said. Sue has lined up beside the last two NFL sack leaders. That's not a coincidence. Yeah, fully, exactly, fully right. exactly right. Um, so Cal E., new to the chat. Awesome. Please like, subscribe if you haven't. I hope we can answer your question correctly. Uh, he says, do you guys believe Brady's pre-snap adjustments on the O-line will make a significant difference for this protection? Yeah, that, that's a big thing. Um, and that's what Brady does very well. I mean, his pre-snap uh, awareness is just on point all the time. And he understands where things are coming from. You don't really fool him as far as blitzes are concerned. He, I mean, he just he knows where things are going to be and he knows how to get rid of the football. So. Yeah, that's going to be a, definitely a big help to this offensive line, making sure they're in the right position that they need to be. Uh, it's going to make them more consistent, and you're not going to see you know the kind of sacks that we've seen in the past um, going forward. Like that play I got, I just brought up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good answer. Uh, there's a, I guess, a discussion going on in the in the group chat. 
Mm-hmm. You're saying, who do you think is going to be the number three wide receiver or the slot wide receiver? Do you think it's going to be Tyler Johnson? Do you think it's going to be Scotty Miller? Justin Watson? What are your thoughts? I guess number yeah. three and slot. Right, yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, the way the offense is, is tailored and how it how it is run, I think Scotty Miller does have an edge uh, just because of the small potential that he showed last year. Uh, granted, he was hurt, you know, for most of the season, and hopefully that doesn't happen this year. But I just feel like his ability to separate and, and create uh, mismatches with his speed, I think, is something that they really want to utilize. Um, but then at the same time, Tyler Johnson is, is a mismatch nightmare as well so i think watson is probably on the outside looking in i think we both agree with that you know it's it's hard for me to see him you know take a a massive step i I think he's shown some things but it's just been up and down for him uh you know going back throughout his three years i believe he's been on the team so um yeah i mean we just have to wait and see but i think scotty miller does have the edge i would say that too because he could play the number three on mm. the outside, which I think B.A. wants him most there. Right. He can also play the slot. I mean, he did it at Bowling Green. He mm-hmm. showed a little bit of it in our film study. He just he didn't have that many reps because of, yeah, injury and just mm. being a rookie, a sixth-round rookie to be exact. Yeah. So yep. does it, is he a potential? Yes. Is it is he going to be Wes Welker and Julian Edelman? I'm not going to say that at all. I'm no. not going to say it's not in the cards, that Brady could make him close to something like that. But – I mean, we got to temper our expectations. Uh, but do I think he has a good chance of winning that spot? Yeah, because he knows the playbook already better than Tyler Johnson does. He's already been in these practices with Tom Brady, even though they've been social distancing and watching the football, like we discussed. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. Scotty, I think, would have the highest hand, even though Justin Watson's been here the longest. But then who's going to play special teams? That's Justin Watson does have an edge there, but... His special mm-hmm. teams gunner wasn't that great. When we saw the difference between him and Ryan Smith last year. That was a huge difference. Uh, but, yeah, I'd agree with you with Scotty. Uh, yep. Let's keep going down the line. You got JT, JPP is going to lead the league in sacks. There we go. He, I like it. He claimed it already, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, someone said, who starts at both safety spots game one? Ooh, tough <laughs> that's really a good question because we really don't know we have no clue about justin evans we we just don't know what's going on with him and that's probably we're probably not going to find out until we actually have games or, or whatever but yeah i mean right now i think i have to lean with you know um jordan whitehead at one safety spot and then i think i would say antoine winfield at the other spot but i'm going to say mike edwards right now because of just you know, he knows the defense and he's experienced and, you know, he kind of turned it up towards the end of the last year. So I would say those two guys right now are going to be your starters. Damn. Yeah, you can tell me. But the thing is, I think Winfield's going to be a quick study. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I think he'll come in eventually. And he can play so much. He can play slot. He can play deep safety. He can play in the box. He, right. He does everything that they like. I mean, he's very close to Buda Baker and – just knowing where to be in the field with field awareness. Mm-hmm. So I think he'd be a quick study. I, I think you're right though. I mean, just based off of being in the system already yeah. ahead of the curve. Right. I mean, yeah, Mike Edwards isn't a chump either. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll still do a, a film study on him too, but right. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking like if they had full OTAs and they had ability to, you know, get with the coaches and they were already learning everything instead of going over things like on zoom yeah. and stuff like that, you got to be able to get out on the field and actually do it, you know, and, and really practice it that way because you really don't learn by, you know, just reading it or, or going over video clips and stuff like that. So that's why I say Mike Edwards right now, just because, it might take some time for these rookies to catch up. And that's that's kind of the sad thing because the, Antoine Winfield is a, is a great player, um, especially from his college tape. So I think eventually he'll be the guy, you know, no doubt, because I, li- I think they like to use Mike Edwards in different ways. They like to use him in the slot. They like to use him in the box and, and stuff like that and let him, you know, be that extra linebacker per se, kind of like Jordan Whitehead as well. So, um, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays. Justin Evans... Justin Evans is the big wild yeah. card, you know. Yeah. 
if if he's back then everything's on the table and really you have a strong secondary if that's the case the sad part to me i think jordan whitehead eventually is going to be the odd man out even though i like him so much i think very well could be right because mike edwards might have the higher ceiling yeah i think edwards and winfield will be their eventual future because mm-hmm. right now, if you think we have four starters, if Justin Evans does come back, it's just they're loaded. Then Dakota Dixon's. I mean, how many more damn safeties you got? And then MJ Stewart's supposed to be able to play safety and slot or right. nickel. So I mean, yeah. MJ maybe the way. Odd man out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, again. So look, working down the line, who's going to be the winning backup QB job? Who's winning the backup PB job? I think, you know, I think Blaine Gabbert uh, has the edge there. You know, as much as I like Ryan Griffin, um, I just think he's going to be the odd man out as far as contract goes. And I think eventually they'll they'll just let him go. I mean, they've kind of run that experiment. And unfortunately, he hasn't got the opportunity to play in like, you know, a real game as far as season goes. So I, I just feel like they'll probably run with Blaine on this one because he's got the experience. Yeah, so, so Anita Sharma says, have you collabed with Mr. Bucks Nation? Yes, we have. He was actually up in the chat earlier. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. still here. Let her yep. know, Anita. Let her know, Mr. Bucks Nation. James, come on. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he was on our show probably a month yeah, or a few, ago. A few months back. He was one of our first shows yeah. as far as our live streams once we started getting it going. So. He's the originator of all like Bucks fandom on yeah. YouTube. So. Yeah, he's our inspiration. Yeah. Um, we look up to him, so he's, he's doing the, the good work out there. Heck yeah, he is. Very consistent. Mm-hmm. I'm actually answering that question again <laughs> on the chat. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see. I mean, I, I see uh, she said Alex Kappa or Joe Haig. Um, yeah, I think Alex Kappa right now, again, he's got the experience in the, in the O-line. I think he's a good fit at that right guard position. I think he was coming on, um, especially towards the end of the season. So. I think they want Joe Haig as their kind of versatile guy that they can bring in as an extra lineman. And, yeah, and really be – he's going to be the competition more so for Tristan Wurfs, I believe, at right tackle and really see if, you know, Wurfs is up to speed, you know, to start the year. Don't say that. People maybe get butthurt. <laughs> so, so, yeah, a lot of people think Tristan Wurfs is already better than uh, Donovan Smith. Oh, man, no. No, that's not the case. Uh, but also there's more information, so – they don't say exactly what it is, but JPP, he's going to miss, let's see, three to four weeks. It looks like it's the same exact thing that uh, Levante had. Mm, Levante, yep. But he yep. said, I'm Gucci. Back to the grind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, you got to love JPP. He's a great guy. He keeps it great real. dude. Yep. Uh, there we go. Zach, Zach Bailey for right guard. I, hey, I mean, I'm not. Eder or Eder, where, where, Estrada? Yeah, I'm not against it. Not against it. I think so, he has a good chance of being a, a top backup for for this offensive line. That's actually a good name that you remembered from last year. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. that West Virginia right guard. South Carolina. Is it South, oh, South Carolina. Yeah. Yep. West Virginia. South Carolina. <laughs> SEC big boy. But yep. I mean, he looked good in college tape. We did a review. Uh, we, we did a review on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But the dude, even in preseason, did well. And right. you you think can he mature and get even better? I mean. You hope, but the yeah. thing is, everyone else is getting better. Oh, so we got a couple more. So Matt, I'm not going to even try it. <laughs> he says, Worf seems to be a monster run blocking. If he can just get more consistent in pass protection and not give up so much ground, he can be great. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. You know, that's what we you know talked about in our film study of him. And yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, well said. Yeah, it. And that's the thing. It's potential, but right now he isn't – do you want him being the primary depending guy that's blocking for Brady is the biggest thing. Do you, mm-hmm. Are you that confident saying, oh, let's just throw the ball down the field. Let's do the same offense we were with a rookie right tackle right now. I'd rather have a tight end helping chip a little bit until he gets mm-hmm. his bearings and everything. Again, there's not much reps right now. He was going against lesser college people. It's not like he's going against the best every game. So that's like a learning process you're going to have to go through. He may have mm-hmm. all the athleticism in the world, but if you have all the tools and you're a moron and you don't know how to use it, well, then oops. Yeah. <laughs> There's a long, a bad learning curve you're going to have to go through. But do I believe he can get 
much better with good coaching and just keeping his nose clean and doing all the right stuff, hell yeah. And I'm expecting that. I'm hoping that and people think he's going to take over for left tackle. Let's just concentrate on right first. But I think eventually down the road for the season, he's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Yeah, Jack Barrett has a great question here. Uh, Brady has extor- historically not trusted players that don't fully grasp an offense. Is there anyone you are worried about within the team being doghouse by Tom? Justin Ross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I if y'all listen to the Howard Stern interview mm-hmm. with Tom Brady, he even said it plain, plain and simple. He's like, "You're trusting me to execute the play." And to lead your team to victory, and if a guy can't doesn't know the play, why should I throw him the ball? Right. Because that's going to make me look bad. It's going to make the team look bad. That's going to make everyone, the organization, look bad. It's like no, you got to earn your trust. You got to know what you're doing. It's your job. So yes, I fully understand that. I think it would be not just based off of him saying he's a dummy. I'm just saying last year he just didn't know the offense as well. Maybe it was lack of reps. But when he went in there, yeah, he was losing the one running the wrong route where Jameis did throw an interception. I know Godwin got called out a couple times, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I think Rojo would definitely yeah. you know be in that category just because of his you know pass protection um, you know issues that he had has had at times. So I mean that would be a guy that you could see Brady getting onto because Brady, I mean, like every quarterback, they don't like getting hit. And, uh, you know, Brady especially because he wants to be, you know, delivering the ball and, and making plays for his team. So, yeah, I could see Rojo being in that realm. Um, maybe a Scotty Miller, you know, just because. I hope not. They're getting reps in themselves, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, but, yeah, that's a great question, Jack. Um, this question's rolling in. Yep, yep. All right, I'll so, let you take the next one. Yeah, so Anita Sharma said, Anthony Nelson is going to replace JPP. Hey, I'm I'm not against it. I think that's something that'll be down the road. Yeah. Um, probably, you know, after his contract is done, um, you know, I, I would not be against that. I think they have. I think Nelson has that kind of potential where he can kind of play that power game. Not saying he's going to be a JPP because no one's like JPP, but yeah. you know, Nelson's got the similar power game with that length that he can use and and maybe you know get sacks that way. Just not as athletic anywhere near right. athletic. No, no, not at all. But he can fill a role. I mean, that's people want people to replace people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people's. Um, yeah. <laughs> just let's fit roles. I mean, that's what Dominican Sue's doing for us. That run stopper, yeah. gap plugger. I mean, right. I want Anthony Nelson to be my five tech. It's going to be more setting the edge in the run. Some mm-hmm. of what William Golson's doing, stuff like that. I'm not really looking for aggressive pass rush from him. That's your outside linebackers where he is going to be in that role at times. I just I don't expect much from him. And Matt, I'm going to assume it's Newmeyer because I kept looking at it. He said, it's okay, mm-hmm. guys. My last name is hard. I'm assuming it's <laughs> Newmeyer. So yeah. uh, tell me if I'm right. Uh, since Cousin Daniels might get some significant snaps this year, anything you guys can tell us about his game? Actually, if you weren't here earlier, yeah, I want to do a film study on him eventually. Him and that Quentin Bell guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, get ready in the future. Other than he's unbelievable hustle, motor. We went to, uh, what was it called, training camp last year. And mm-hmm. he was just full go all the time. He can play that outside linebacker position. He drops back. He, he does a little bit of everything. Anything to touch yeah. on? No, I agree with that. I think he's got you know, a good speed rush. I think he's got you know good athleticism. And he can he can make plays around the edge. I think he's just got to understand how to control his his body a little bit better, and, and, and not get out of uh, position. And then in the, in the chat, I saw I know Bub. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, remember guys in the chat. Everybody love everybody. Okay, everybody love everybody. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. So Raymond had a couple of points. That says he doesn't foresee any rookie starting on day yeah. one just because of the lack of reps. I kind of agree with that. That's why we're kind of staying with Wirfs and mm-hmm. protecting Brady immediately. Winfield again. I think just Winfield based off his his dad and knowing the game so well, possibly, but you never know. Mark Butcher, your last name, Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Yeah. 
You know, hey, he said I said it right, okay, Raymond? <laughs> you got to put it in the hyphens. You got to show me exactly. I mean, my last name's Ramirez. How many Ramirez have you seen? There's like a, a billion of me. It's sad. Yeah. There's only a, <laughs> there, yeah, there's only a few pluses out there as well, so. Right. It's all right. You can say plus. Jordan Durr in plus, the house. Plus is good. Hey, Jordan. Um, Jordan Edelman would love to be a buck right now. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. Um, and then here from Chill Will said, does Jack Sitchie lose his roster spot? Uh, no, not if he's healthy, but that's the big question. I mean, he just, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So I love him as a player, especially when he's on the field, he's really good. So I hope he can stay healthy. Especially special teams. Yeah. He's a hell of he's, a special he, teams ace. He's a beast and he yeah. plays pretty good linebacker. Yeah. He just, yeah. Like you said, stay the hell healthy. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll make this the last question because we're getting near the hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, William someone says, who will be the Bucks' toughest opponent? And immediately Fred F. said, Kansas City. Uh, no, I'm going to disagree because I, I think it's uh, New Orleans Saints, you know, because that's our division. That's the guy, that's the team that we're, you know, chasing after and trying to win uh, as far as the division goes. So, yeah, Kansas City might be uh, – you know, a tough game, but New Orleans is who we're going up against, and I think that's you know that's gonna be our toughest toughest team. I agree with that point. I mean, I, they see us twice a year. There's bad mm-hmm. blood there. I mean, right. hell, Jameis is probably gonna be itching to get in the game. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, be logging said it too. New Orleans. I mean, I mm-hmm. they, those they just hate each other. There's there's moment we get into fights almost every year now. Right. Like Mike Evans throwing someone or. Mm-hmm. Jameis shoving someone in the back of the head. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just it's not bad blood. It's just very competitive spirit between those two teams. Even though mm-hmm. we've been losing a lot of it, I think it's just going to be a different story this year. Right. There's a reason why, guys. I think we all know why. Mm-hmm. But other than that, guys, thank you for all the questions. We've been on here long enough. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you're in the chat and you haven't done it yet, please like, subscribe, comment. Other than that. We'll catch you on the next one, and I hope you enjoy our next film study coming up. See ya. Go Bucks.